This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and I have the honor to talk to people about how we can all maximize our careers as professional speakers. And today, we're going to go a little different way. Today, we're going to talk about how do you use your airline miles points and your credit card points to their most effective ability. And I have an expert with us today. We are joined by Owen Beanie. He is known as the Points Partner. Hey, Owen, welcome to Speakernomics. Oh, thank you for having me. Speakernomics, well, you guys, I've been a listener for a while uh, because I do a lot of public speaking myself. Uh, So it's almost uh, an honor for me to be here with you. This is exciting because your followers, your listeners are the ones that should be listening to me, uh, ironically, because I can tell them how to travel around the country for nothing using the power of credit card points and air miles but done efficiently. Good morning, Tom. What's going on? How are you doing? Ah, we're doing great. And that's what we're going to talk about today. In fact, I met Owen through an NSA member who is also the owner of a speakers bureau, and he's bringing Owen in to talk to his own team so that the speakers on his roster can really maximize the miles and the points that they're collecting. And when I heard about this, I'm like, whoa, we got to bring this guy on the Speakernomics, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. So Owen... What are your two tips for speakers on how to maximize their credit card and airline points? Absolutely. So the first one is understanding the difference between the different benefits of credit cards. That's a huge one. The second one is knowing how to use the right credit card at the right place at the right time. Oh, well, this is going to be good to talk about because professional speakers, lots of times, yeah, our clients are paying for our airlines and for our hotels and our travel, but we're using our credit cards and getting reimbursed. So we're racking up the points. And I bet a lot of people listening really have never thought about how do I maximize these points? So for those of you who don't know Owen, he is known as the points partner. And what he does is he puts people on planes and in hotel beds for free using their miles. He started his career as a professional photographer, and he was flying all all around the world working on projects. And when you do that, much like those of us who are professional speakers, he spent a lot of time in hotels, in in airplanes, and in airport lounges. And he started learning the tricks of the trade. And now he took that knowledge and turned it into his career where he mathematically helps people figure out how to get the most possible with all of these points. So, Owen, let's jump into this. Your first tip was understand the difference differences between the benefits of different cards. Isn't a point 
a point, a point? Aren't they all the oh, same? All points are not created equal. And actually, this is the number one thing that people don't realize. They think that cashback is the same, that 1% cashback is the same as one air mile, but it's the same as one credit card point. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Let me talk you through it. Um, there are three types of benefits. There is cashback, there is air miles, and there is credit card points. And they are not created equal, nor are they demographically designed for the same people. So cashback is designed for low-income households or incredibly high spenders, no one else in between. If your family um, unit brings in less than $45,000 a year or you're spending more than a million dollars a year on your credit card, then cashback is a good option, right? Um, For everyone else, which is most people, That is not your best option. Um, Then you've got air miles. Now, air miles really is for business travelers and people that are going to be doing extreme and frequent travel on the same airline. And the reason I'm emphasizing that is a lot of your speakers do a lot of travel, but not necessarily on the same airline. And we'll, we'll come back to that. And then you've got credit card points. And credit card points is a flexible currency. They can act as credit card points, they can act as air miles, and they can act as cashback. And the value of these three benefits is not the same. 1% cashback for a dollar that you spend is just one cent, Tom. But one air mile, depending on which airline you're getting it with, can be as little as 0.5 cents or as much as 1.6 cents totally depends on the airline that you're getting it with. And one credit card point used badly is worth one cent, but used the way that I teach people can be as much as seven cents. I'll say that again, Tom. A credit card point used correctly is worth seven times what an air mile is. So fundamentally, the starting point is that the vast majority of Americans, especially your speakers who are professionals and moving around the country, they should be focused on credit card points, not air miles and status with uh, airlines. Interesting. Interesting, because I think a lot of people, myself included, we have a credit card that is co-branded with an airline and we think I am totally maximizing this to my my best ability. And what you're saying is, is I might be leaving money on the table. You 100% are, unless you're doing more than 30 trips on the same airline each year. Mathematically, it's going to make more sense for you to be on generic credit card points. Okay, so wait, I want to I want to touch on this because I am doing more than 30 trips on a single airline. So why then does that become better? Okay, great, great question. So when you're collecting air miles, depending on the co-branded card that you've got with United, Delta, American, so on and so forth, um, the multiples that they're going to give you in your day-to-day spend is not going to be as uh, plentiful as a generic credit card. So for example, if you're spending money on food and drink, those co-branded credit cards are never going to give you four times points for food and drink, whereas a generic credit card with credit card points would. So you can collect more intrinsic value in some areas with generic credit cards versus 
co-branded credit cards. So if you're spending money directly with an airline, then absolutely your co-branded credit card is going to be useful for that. But that doesn't account for your day-to-day spend, your food, your drink, your gas, your marketing, your office supplies, and a thousand other things. It's about tearing down your spend and looking at what categories you're spending and finding cards that will give you the most benefit for that. And there's one, there's one huge chink in this armor of this co-branded credit card, which is, let's say, for, for example, you are a Delta guy and you have a Delta co-branded credit card and you need to fly from Texas to Chicago. You are subject to whatever pricing they've got or availability they've got. If you had generic credit card points, you could transfer your credit card points into a number of different airlines and somebody might have more availability, better pricing, better timing. So when you add those two benefits of the better pricing and timing and having more points, mathematically, you're in a stronger position. So going back to what you were saying, some credit cards give you more points per dollar on certain types of spend? Is that what you said? Absolutely. If I'm buying a meal and I'm spending $50, I'm not just getting 50 points. I might be getting 200 points. Oh, this is good. This is good. We're getting down to it real quick here, Tom. All right. So there are different credit card categories. When you swipe your credit card, it is um, associated with a category. And the major categories, they're called bonus categories, are food, drink, gas, travel, marketing, and office supplies. Those are the six places that you can, if you have the right credit card, get a lot more points. Anything outside of those six places is called non-bonus category spend. And there's actually credit cards that are good for those also. So the aim of the game is to look at last month's statement, see where you're spending your money, go on my website and start fishing out the credit cards that are going to give you the most for that spend. Um, now, I'll give you an example of, of how easy this can be. Uh, Citibank have a credit card right now on my website called the Premier Card. It gives you three times points on all of your food, all of your drink, all of your gas, and all of your travel. So if you're somebody like Tom, and what, who, what's, who's your co-branded card with, Tom? Uh, so it's, uh, it's American through Citibank. America, there you go. Even better. You're already in bed with Citibank. They like you already. So you could pair your your um, Advantage card with American Airlines with the City Premier card, and now you would be maximizing. You'd be getting more points for your day-to-day spend, more points for your American Airlines spend. And if American Airlines can't help you on your next trip, you can transfer those points to 12 different airlines and find somebody who can take care of you. So are you saying, because I already have that card, if I make a call, they can make my card sort of a a twofer? So it's both programs? No, you'd need to apply for the card separately, have two cards in your wallet. I mean, listen, I'm an extremist. Obviously, I do this for a living. I have 47 credit cards. That's that. Okay, Owen, that's a lot. It is a lot. And I'm not suggesting that everyone else should do that. But the point that I'm trying to make is I get asked the question a lot. How many credit cards should you have? There is no answer. It depends on your credit score, how much money you spend, how much travel you're doing. There's a lot of different things that come into play. And that's why I have online courses and I do speaking on TV and all that other good stuff. But from a really sort of uh, bird's eye perspective, you've got to start by matching credit cards to your spend. So So I want to get some clarification. So when you said 
pairing the cards. What you meant was apply for the second card. So I have my American Advantage card. Then I would have the Premier card. And then when it's time to buy something, dinner or copy paper, I make a decision of which card I use based on how that card gives points. Every time you, you swipe your credit card, you need to go through your wallet and ask which credit card is going to give me the most for this transaction. If I'm in a restaurant, I'll use my American Express rose gold card that gets me four times points. If I'm in an office supply store, I'll use my ink cash card that gets me five times points. If I'm booking with directly with a hotel, I'll use my business platinum card that gets me five times points. Every single time you swipe your card, You've got to ask yourself the question, who's going to give me the most bang for my buck? Okay, so we have now transitioned into your second tip, which is using the right credit card for the right purchase. I mean, this sounds like a great thing, but my life is already busy enough. If I have four different credit cards and I have to be making these decisions, how do I even remember which card is which? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as a general rule of thumb, I always advise people when you get your credit card, uh, plug in its life history into your calendar. So if it comes with benefits on certain dates, you can put it in as calendar reminders. Or if it gets a certain amount of points in certain places, put a, a sticky note on the back of your credit card and put some tape over it that says three times points in restaurants or two times points on travel or whatever it might be. Um, and obviously, I'm not suggesting everyone runs out and gets 10 new credit cards from my website, but absolutely pick one or two that's going to give you tons more benefit than what you're getting now. If you earn, if you're right now earning one point per dollar and you go get yourself the right credit card or two, you could be averaging three or four points for every dollar that you're spending. If you then learn how to transfer your points, which is really what the juice is that I offer people, um, you can increase the value sevenfold. So if you think if you can get three times more on the incoming side and seven times more on the outgoing side, you've just earned yourself 10, 11 times the amount of free travel that you did previous to this conversation. All right. So I want to get into the real juice of how you then transfer your points. But first, I can't let you go yet from this thing because you said something I've never heard of before. You said if you have a card that gives you more points on certain dates, what does that mean? I've never heard of. I've heard of if you purchase certain types of things, you get extra points. But what's the what's the like date window thing you mentioned that that is a surprise to me. Okay, I got you. So um, some of these credit cards have what's called revolving categories. And every quarter, they give a bonus to a different category. So right now, it might be um, supermarkets, you get more points for this quarter. And then at the start of next quarter, it switches to internet and phone services, or it might switch to travel or something else. A lot of these credit cards, especially the high-end premium credit cards that come with uh, those yummy travel benefits, global entry, pre-check, lounges, they also come with credits, and those credits can be used on certain dates. So, for example, on my business platinum card, I get $400 free on Dell.com every year, but it's broken down into $200 in the first six months, $200 in the second six months. So I have a note in my calendar on July 1st and January 1st that says, go to Dell.com, spend 200 bucks. And there's hundreds 
of these little benefits of credit cards that most people don't realize. They don't read the small print. The average person, Tom, when they get a new credit card or debit card in the mail, they pull off the card, they, they shine it in the light uh, so it looks nice, and they put it in their wallet and they chuck out the paperwork. That paperwork is my job. I'll read all 200 pages of the small print and pull out the good stuff for everyone and share it on my Instagram or YouTube or my courses or TV. So I don't know how many credit cards the average professional speaker has. So I'll just use myself as every man. I have three. How many? And I don't know if they're good, bad or indifferent based on what you teach. However, how many if I was well educated and was going to pick a, a stable of a few cards? Because there are people out there who really don't love credit. They don't want to carry more than they have to. And yet I find having at least two or probably three helps out. Not because I'm ever going to hit a limit because I typically pay mine off. Uh, maybe during the pandemic, I carried a little debt, but I typically pay mine off every month. But how many? I always have it just in case one gets stolen, one gets hacked. Because every now and then you get that call and they're like, hey, did you just spend this in Brazil? No, I'm not in Brazil and they cancel the card. Therefore, I know I need more than one because I don't want to be in New York City and have my card vanish because someone in Brazil was doing it. So let's talk how many cards, if you're knowledgeable, would the average person benefit from having? The average person should have three or four, but the average national speaker should really have six or seven. And let me talk you through, um, that's not a specific number, but, but it, it depends on each person's situation. But, but before you say more, I want to tell you, there are some people who are listening to the show who just gagged at why would I want six or seven credit cards? Listen, you don't have to have any credit cards. You can use a debit card or cash, but then don't come crying to me when you want a free bed on a plane. <laughs> so I can tell you that, that the average national speaker, if they were to maximize all of the benefits from their credit cards, would be getting approximately somewhere between thirty dollars and $70,000 worth of free travel every year. But if you don't have the right credit cards, if you don't learn how to transfer your points, you don't understand how to use the bonuses, then none of that applies. So for those people who are gagging, gag away, and you can pay $7,000 next to me on a bed on the way to London, and I will pay $5.60. So those are your options. Now, let's talk about the order of credit cards, and that will help you understand um, how many you should have. The first type of credit card everyone should have is a personal lifestyle credit card. That's one that gets you extra points for your food, your drink, your gas. And the best two cards out there for that right now is the American Express Rose Gold card and the Citibank Premier card. That's a that's a lifestyle credit card. Uh, national speakers who are spending more than two or three grand a month, they should have both of those, if not another one from another company as well. The second type of credit card that everyone should get is a non-bonus category spend card. So if it's not food, drink, gas, travel, marketing, or office supplies, then they want to try and get at least two points uh, for every uh, dollar that they're spending. There's loads of great cards out there for that. The Citibank has the double cashback card. It's called cashback, but you actually get two points for every dollar spent. The American Express Business Blue Plus two points on every dollar you spend. The Capital One Venture X, two points on every dollar you spend. So first type of credit card is lifestyle. Second is non-bonus category spend card. The third is a premium credit card. These are the ones that come with big annual fees between four to $700. They come with free global entry, free pre-check, lounges, uh, concierge services, upgraded status on car rental companies and hotels. And in particular, people always talk about the reserve card, 
card. They talk about the Amex Platinum card. Now you have the Citibank, um, sorry, the uh, Capital One Venture X card. That is the next type of credit card that you want. Okay. The next type of credit card after that is business credit cards. Now, huge misconception. You do not need to own a business to get business credit cards. I'll say that. Although everyone listening to this probably owns a business. Most, most speakers are incorporated as a business. Most of them are, but some of them are still doing it as a sole proprietor. You do not need to own a business to get a business credit card. There is tremendous benefit to spending on a business credit card. Let me explain why. When you have a business credit card, it does not report your utilization, the amount that you're spending, back to your personal credit. You are protecting your personal credit by spending on a business credit card. So if you're a high spender, if you're a speaker flying around the country day in, day out, and you're spending a lot of money, you are doing yourself a disservice if you are spending all of that on a personal credit card. Okay. The second thing that a huge benefit of business credit cards is for every new entity that you have doesn't need to be an LLC, S Corp or C Corp. It can just be an EIN number that you can get for free on IRS.org. You can get those same credit cards again and again and again. So there are plenty of free business credit cards that come with lots of points, especially those big sign up bonuses. So I'm currently on my seventh round of EIN numbers getting those same credit cards again and again and getting more and more points. And the last type of credit card that your average person should get is a co-branded credit card. Now, when we talk about the national speakers of this fine country, um, for those people, uh, having a co-branded card is going to be a lot more uh, likely because they are doing so much travel. And I'm sure that they've all got their favorites and I'm sure that they're going to want to keep their status and all that kind of good stuff. I'm not saying don't get a co-branded credit card. I'm saying don't give that co-branded credit card your day-to-day spend. Only use it for the spend on that airline or hotel group. Nice, nice. Okay, I understand that because when you use that co-branded card, it does things like get you a free luggage. Like, you know, boom. Although they have rules because I have my daughter on my card. She has a card. She's a college student. She has a card with her name on it on my account so that she can do things like buy plane tickets and stuff like that. Turns out that the free bag only transfers to the actual card holder. That is correct. We found that out because she was arguing with the Meta counter and she was like, don't I get a free bag? I have this this co-branded card. And they said, no, that's just for daddy. So, so, so the card you're talking about is what's called an authorized user card. When you get somebody else a card under your account, here's a great tip for all of you speakers with kids. You should get authorized user cards on all of your existing credit cards for your kids, regardless of their age. You don't have to give them the credit card, but just by you opening up, you start your relationship with that bank, that credit card company or institution, and that will be of huge value uh, for your kids later on in life. All right. So we only have a few minutes left. I want to get to sort of the meat. All right. You're collecting all of these points. You're getting all of these 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 uh, uh, widgets in the account. How do you transfer them to make sure you're maximizing it? Like you said, it could be over thirty thousand dollars a year in free upgrades and free hotel rooms and stuff like that. I find that it's confusing. Like my wife has one of these cards that has all the points and we don't even know how to cash them out sometimes. So how do we do it? Tom, you just answered, uh, I guess that's my elevator pitch for what I do for a living. This is why I started the business, The Points Partner, because most people 
don't know how to do this. It's complicated. There is no advantage to the banks, the credit card companies, the institutions, the airlines. It makes no sense for them to teach you. That's why <laughs> I step in. I'm kind of like the Tinder or the Bumble of credit cards and people, and I show them how to meet each other and work nicely together. So I need so, to swipe right or swipe left on my credit cards. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, I'll, I'll do this by giving you an example. It's the easiest way. Uh, ignore my British accent. I'm American. I live in Los Angeles. Uh, let's pretend I want to go to Europe this summer on vacation. Tom, pick a place that I want to go in Europe this summer. Uh, you want to go to Ireland because that's where my grandfather was born. Beautiful. We're going to head over to DUB, Dublin. Okay, so um, to buy a round trip business class six foot lay flat bed from Los Angeles to Dublin and back, that'll cost me about $7,000. Um, if I do it as a pay with points, if you go into your credit card company and you click travel, it will take you through to their travel site, which is known as the travel portal. Um, and you can book any plane, train, automobile, car rental, or cruise ship from there. And they will charge you 100 times the cost of said travel, but in points. So that $7,000 ticket now becomes 700,000 points. And the third way you can do it is you can transfer your points out of the credit card company and into a number of their transfer partners, which are airlines or frequent flyer programs. And if it's done correctly, that same bed on that same plane can be done in miles for as little as 100,000 miles. So as you can see, the difference between doing a pay with points and doing it as a mileage ticket can be as much as seven times the value. And that essentially is what I teach people in great detail. It's not a two minute answer. My course is, I think, five and a half hours long. Um, but, but that's what you need to do. That's the homework that you've got to do in order to be able to truly uh, derive all of the free travel that you are entitled to. All right. So this is news to me. So I want to clarify this a little bit for both my brain, which runs a little slower than the average person sometimes, <laughs> and all my listeners who are obviously brilliant and already figured it out. However, you're saying that if I have a points card and I have hundreds of thousands of points, I can transfer those points to my American Advantage account. Well, the irony is that is the only one you can't um, so <laughs> using using the, the four major uh, banking or credit card companies you, between them all. You can transfer to every single major airline except American Airlines. <laughs> However, you can still book American Airlines because American Airlines is a part of the One World Alliance, which means that you can access American Airlines flights via Qantas or via British Airways or a number of different um, airlines. So you won't be able to physically transfer your points directly to American Airlines, but you can still get on the same plane at the same time. All right, let's make this easy. Let's pretend yeah. I'm a Delta flyer and we're, yes. we're just going to pretend because yes. I fly American. But yes. let's say that I am a Delta. I don't know what their their points program is called, but Sky Miles. Sky Miles. So I'm a Sky Miles. But you're saying, I, going back to what I said before, I could transfer from my points card to my Sky Miles account and then book the flight. Absolutely. And that is what I do for a living. I teach people how to do that with my online course or people come and do private Zoom calls with me or I help people find and then book those tickets. Yes. All right. So as an um, let's go back to my American example, because many people listening are fans of American Airlines. So 
I would then want to get a Qantas or one of the One World members, and I understand how the One World program works. I would want to get an account, um, a frequent flyer account with them, and then transfer those credit card points to that airline and then book it. The short answer is yes, but let me give a bit more detail. You can open up a frequent flyer program with any airline in the world in 30 seconds for free. And my recommendation that everyone should do that right now. You should go to every single airline, open up a frequent flyer account, then go back to your credit card company. It doesn't matter whether it's Citibank, Capital One, American Express, doesn't make a difference. They all have lots of transfer partners and go and connect them. And then you can start searching for the cheapest mileage ticket every single time and then transfer the points and book it. In fact, today's a great example, Tom. Um, I was supposed to fly on Sunday from L.A. to New York to see my girlfriend and then New York to London. Okay, my girlfriend just called and said her daughter has COVID. So I'm now not going to go. So I started looking to go straight to London this weekend. And I found on Virgin Atlantic in premium economy, which is a really nice product, 27,000 points. That's a great deal. So I went into my American Express account and I moved 27,000 points from American Express into my Virgin Atlantic flying club account and then booked that. Okay, and that's exactly the process that everyone should go through. You start by searching every airline for the cheapest mileage ticket. Whoever's got it, you then transfer the points and book it. All right. So this has been fascinating. And obviously, we can't get too deep into detail. Aside from hiring you, how can speakers actually learn to transfer these points? The the easiest and the cheapest way is head over to my website, thepointspartner.com. And I have an online course that you can watch at home. You can sit and binge watch it like Netflix. Uh, I've actually been put up for an award. It is uh, apparently I'm up for the best online course of the year, which uh, is very exciting. I, don't, I haven't won yet. I haven't won yet, Tom. But yeah, you can you can sit and binge watch my course and it will show you step by step how to do every single thing. There's actually modules and videos on your credit profile, your credit score. There's videos on every single credit card. And then there's a plethora of videos demonstrating how to sign up for these programs, how to connect them, when to transfer, what about the taxes, how do I choose a seat? I cover the entire thing from A to Z. Uh, That's the easiest and cheapest way to learn it. All right, so Owen Beanie, The Points Partner, thank you for being a guest on Speakernomics. But before we leave, what is the best free travel tip for speakers, whether we're traveling for business or whether we're traveling for personal using all of these points that we've collected, what's the best travel tip that you have? Oh, I, I, we, can we do this? Can I answer this for eight hours straight? That's my job. <laughs> we're going to have to have like seven different episodes of Speakernomics. Yeah, I'll pick a random one just to have some fun. Uh, if you're flying into Europe, which most people like to do when they're, when they're having a vacation, avoid flying into England. Right. So if you're going into Europe, avoid England. The taxes that you'll pay for landing in London versus anywhere else in Europe is astronomical. If I'm flying from Los Angeles to London in business class, it will cost me eight hundred dollars in taxes to land in London. If I go anywhere else in Europe, it could be as little as five dollars and sixty cents. So if you're going into Europe, avoid going in and out of London. 
Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of things that that we could dissect as you get more and more into speaking on this topic all over the country. You should join the National Speakers Association and come make friends with all of us at the Influence Conference, which this year in 2022 takes place in Nashville in July. And for everybody who's listening, who's not a member of the National Speakers Association, you really should check out NSA because one of the ways we all find success is through having speaker friends and the National Speakers Association is a great way to make those friends. Plus, in the bar, if Owen ever came, we could all pick his brain for free about how to get better at traveling and utilizing points. So, Owen, thanks for being a guest here on Speakernomics. My absolute pleasure. If anyone needs me, come find me. I'm happy to speak on this subject anytime. And what is your website? Uh, thepointspartner.com or on all social medias at The Points Partner. Awesome. That is fantastic. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. You know what? I want you to come back to Speakernomics every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to make more money as a professional speaker. And do me a favor. If you like the program, go leave a review on Apple, on Spotify, heck, wherever you get your podcast joy. We want to make sure that more people learn about Speakernomics and all the great things the National Speakers Association is doing. But I always want you to remember the motto of this podcast. Speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.